Our next live workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, will be held online from September 22nd to 24th, 2023. If you want to get closer and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments, this is the workshop for you. Sign up at whydoesmypartner.com slash events. Welcome to the Connectfulness Practice Podcast. Here, we settle into the murky, tangled, and freaking hard parts of life to restore our relationship with the self so it can ripple out to the people we love, the work we do, and the world around us. If we can't fix what's wrong, then our grandchildren inherit it. In order to fix what's wrong, we have to talk about it. And we can't move that conversation forward if we're not willing to be real about where we are now. We have to push on the edges of what it means to connect. Otherwise, nothing will ever change. I'm your host, Rebecca Wong, and I'm here to guide you through a series of radically honest conversations about what it means to be truly human in all of its messy, beautiful, hilarious, and heartbreaking glory. In our collective effort of looking inward, we're starting to do the outward work to reconnect the world. While these discussions will guide you into the connectfulness practice, this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for the depth of work that you'd encounter with a licensed provider. If something in this episode touches you, reach out. That's where you initiate the ripple that restores relationships. You can learn more about my connectfulness counseling practice and our collective for therapists in private practice at connectfulness.com. Welcome back to the podcast. You know, so often in the journey of relational healing, we discover that parts of us have been shut down. Parts of our spirit that invite for spontaneity and allow for our imperfections and cultivate space for abundance and joy are often parts that we disown, we disconnect from, we dissociate from. And so much of the work, I believe, of connectfulness is about learning how to integrate all of these parts of ourselves back into one wholeness, into one whole integrated state. And this is a place of connectfulness, which is a practice of exploring the roots of disconnection and consciously restoring wholeness in yourself and in relationships. What we're about to talk about today is the creative process and how the creative process can help to reform those connections, can help you make space that allows you to bear witness to yourself. My guest today, Chris Seidel, also known as the Wild Heart Queen, works with people using both creativity and artistic expression as a way of getting in touch with the deeper aspects of who they are. Chris is the head creative goddess at Creative Juices Arts. She has over 40 years experience as a compassionate creativity guide and an unshakable faith in the power of unbridled self-expression to heal hearts and change lives. Chris says that the creative juice is our ability to meet the mystery of what we don't know within ourselves and within each other. I hope that today's conversation offers you some inspiration so that you can work towards reclaiming your own connections, so that you can start with trusting in your own deeper knowings, listen to your intuitive self, and 
let it lead you wherever it does. And as you will hear in today's conversation, so much of the work that Chris and I offer happens in collective spaces where we're not alone and we have opportunities to reflect and explore and reshape how we see ourselves and develop new cultures. And so I want to remind you that I have some offerings coming up in early 2021. Starting in February, there's a six-week online course called Supporting Your Relational Self. This will be the fourth cohort that I have facilitated, and I am really excited to bring more people into this work. And then in April, April 24th and 25th of 2021, Jules Shore, Victoria Issa, and I are again leading another two-day Essential Skills Relationship Bootcamp. This is the RLT Bootcamp that was developed by Terry Reel. And we're really excited to lead this again. So if you'd like to learn more about either of my offerings, you can do so by going to connectfulness.com slash offerings. And without further ado, here's the show. Oh, dear friends and listeners, I'm here today with Chris Seidel, the wild heart queen. Chris, welcome. <laughs> oh, Rebecca. Hello, 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 darling. It's so great to be here with you. Oh. It's so great. So excited. <sighs> I just, I'm wondering if it would be helpful for us to just orient folks to the context in which we met each other. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. I know you and I were chatting about this just before we started recording and I, this goes back, what, two years ago, I think? Or yeah, thereabouts. two years ago, October. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, October of two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been 2018. And mm-hmm. we were studying with Dr. Clarissa Pincola SDs. Mm-hmm. You are a longtime student of hers. And mm-hmm. it was one of my first experiences being mm-hmm. in that residential training program. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was actually my first time there too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, no, it was my very first time being in the residential training. Yes, yes. Oh, and so we just kind of sat with each other a lot and shared energy and uh, took in the wisdom together. Yes, we did. We did. We did. We really went into a very sweet, creative space with each other. It was really beautiful. Yeah, it really was. So I'm so excited to have you here and to share your wisdom with Mm. our listeners here today. Mm. And, you know... Unlike maybe some other episodes that I have done on this show, I'm intentionally coming into this conversation pretty agenda free and open <laughs> to great. whatever comes forth. Mm, I love that. I yeah. love that. <clears throat> well, and the thing about that is that that's my the work that I do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is oh, why I actually... feel totally like that's where I need to start. <laughs> Oh my God. It's like perfect. It's just so perfect. Oh my God. That's great, Rebecca. Thank you. So let's tell folks about the work that you do and, and the way that you just approach, Mm -hmm. um, being like creative being the the mystery of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, I, um, I use creativity, I use the intuitive painting process, I use the expressive arts as a way to, I work with people, I, I run, I, I work with people individually, I have classes, workshops, retreats, training programs, you know, I do this whole thing. Um, and I use the creativity, you know, and I use um, artistic expression as yeah. a way to 
get in touch with the deeper aspects of who we are. So what I do, I don't teach people how to make art. I'm not interested in pretty art. I'm not interested in technique, none of that. <clears throat> it's really using art in this way to, um, to go inside, you know, yeah. to go inside and to explore and to explore those inner landscapes of who we really are and to allow that to be expressed. And, and so yeah. one of the things I take away when I, when I witness your, your offerings or when I read some of your writings, one of the big things I often take away is that there's no right way to do this. Exactly. There is no right way to do that. Yeah. There's only your way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That's right. right yeah. Right. yeah. And, and so maybe something that, that um, strikes me is, you know, even, even when I'm just doing deep explore, exploratory work in uh, psychotherapy sessions, experiential work with folks, Mm -hmm. I often have people kind of sometimes like when they're just learning how to do this work, they, they kind of drop in and then they pop out and they go, am I doing it right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> right. That kind of, am I doing yeah. it right? Mm -hmm. Right. That, yes, that yes. feels like it's such a big human mm -hmm. question. Yeah. It's a big human question. Yeah. 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 And it comes up in all kinds of ways. Like you said, it comes up, you know, in psychotherapy comes up in life. It definitely comes up in art. In yes. Life, because we all have so much, training and conditioning around that there is a right way to do art mm -hmm. um you know so and that's one of the things that i'm really working to disabuse people of that that idea you know that there's a right way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so, so that's that that's like a portal into some of my fascination in your work Great. is is that exact space because yeah I feel like this is the, the, the lie that so many of us have been fed, that there is a way, mm -hmm. right? Yes, and and it right. leads to kind of how we assimilate ourselves and we all try to be like mm -hmm. and, and do it right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And mm -hmm. we, we lose the power of who we are. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. And it's that whole thing about, you know, we get trained to be a certain way. We, we think we have to fit in. We're always looking for approval, you know, and it's a, a safety thing. You know, it's a trauma related thing. It's mm -hmm. that way that, you know, most of us don't have that container. We don't have that, um, that way of being held, or we didn't have that way of being held either in our families or the culture or schools or any of that, where we were supported to trust in ourselves. Yeah. and to trust in who we are. <clears throat> so we're looking for that safety outside of ourselves, you know, and it's like, well, is this the right way? Is this the right way? So that we can feel, um, yeah, that we can feel safe. You know, yeah. so that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you use art often as, as a yes. tool to help people yes. go through that process. There's many, that's as right. we said, there's mm -hmm. many ways to go through that. Yes. Many ways. Yes. Um, mm -hmm using art as, as a creative part of that process as a tool, mm -hmm. where do most people begin and how do you help them get to that place of like, Oh, Oh, it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's a really good question. <laughs> and that is the challenge, you know, I mean, that really is a challenge. Well, you know, most people start with um, fear. There's a lot of fear around, you know, am I going to do it right? And then they kind of jump in with their eyes closed. And, you know, oftentimes, they'll just start off just making a mess, you know, and thinking that that's their real expression. Um, and it can take a while for them to settle into really feeling that their, their authentic expression is going to be accepted. Mm 
that their authentic expression is going to be seen and it's going to be held. So it takes, it's a, it's a trust building thing, you know, and yeah. it's like, it's very much like psychotherapy, you know, yeah. I mean, I have a background as a psychotherapist. So, I know. Yeah, so yeah. And you know what that's like, once you're a psychotherapist, you're always a psychotherapist. It's a hat, I mean, you, wear. <laughs> it's a hat you wear. It's a part of your being. So, so there's that thing about um, really teaching people, you know, that it's okay to express themselves authentically and that that is going to be, like I said, it's going to be held, it's going to be witnessed, it's going to be received with, with love, with enthusiasm. Um, and it can, it can take a while to get there because the, the thing that well that's the trauma that against, most of us have exactly that's is, is not being able to just bear like be mm -hmm. yeah exactly right that's right yeah. yeah yeah so there's a lot of the inner critic stuff mm -hmm. I mean that's a lot of what I work with you mm -hmm. know that's kind of the I mean it was interesting I was I was talking with you know one of my students <clears throat> recently and I was having her do a thing where um, I was having her do a writing project because I use all different kinds of creative modalities. I mean, yeah. painting is definitely one of them, but, um, and to have her start getting in touch with her inner wise woman, you know, through writing and having the inner wise woman, you know, write through her or write a letter to her. Yeah. And so she was able to really access, and we had been doing a lot of work before that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I said, you know, you really have a very, you know, powerful access. And she said, she said, well, everybody has an inner wise person. I said, that's true. But a lot of other people have so many layers that you have to work through to get there, you yeah. know, and she had already worked through that. So that's what I do. The work that I do with people is really about, you know, identifying those layers, you know, what is it that's really you and what is it that is this conditioning or what is it that's the trauma? So that can be a challenging thing to get people to really recognize. Yeah. Because people get so identified with a critic that they think it's them, you know, um, and they don't know how to connect with what's true and what's real. And so that's part of the work that I do is helping them to tell, to tell the difference between yeah. those two things. Yeah. So I, I wish I had met you like 30 years ago. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. there was a time yeah. in my life where I was an art school student. Oh, you were? Oh I was. God, I didn't know that, honey. Yeah. Oh my God, that's huge. It, it oh, was, so, oh, you're an art but school the critique. Yes. yes the, the refugee piece. The, the, yes. I was, you know, so accustomed to the critique and okay, mm -hmm. well this, you did okay. And this, you should have really done this differently. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I just ran away from art mm -hmm. school and ran towards therapy. <laughs> of course you did. Oh, honey, yeah. of course you did. That's just, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it is just the way I think that so many of us have grown in this world, mm -hmm. especially, um, well, I can't really speak for other countries, but here in America, we're mm -hmm. so focused on assimilation. Yes. We're so focused on everybody being a certain yes. way that yes. will be accepted. Mm -hmm. And right. that voice of, you know, like the overculture, mm -hmm. that voice gets mm -hmm. so um, ingrained in who we are. Yes. And it becomes, and this is the thing, this is the, you know, one of the, the challenging places that I have to work, the edge that I work with people yeah. is helping them to really disidentify from that voice you know because they will be painting and then 
<clears throat> something will come out and they'll have some opinion about it, you know, mm -hmm. that it's ugly or it's stupid or it's <clears throat> meaningless or some kind of a thing. And I'll say to them, okay, you know, let's come into your body, you know, and let's feel what it really felt like to paint that. Generally, there's a tremendous amount of energy. Oftentimes there's joy, but there's still this identification with that voice. That's the overculture voice saying, oh, there's something wrong with this. There's something wrong with how you expressed yourself. <clears throat> and so to get people to really get that that's not them, mm -hmm. you know, is huge. Yeah. It's really a huge piece of the work, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I often talk with, with my couples, with my individuals who are coming to see me about how so much of the work we do is geared at helping us find our way into that wise self. Yes. Right. Like that, yeah. that is where the healing lies, mm -hmm. That's right? right? Is, is That's getting right. back yeah. to that. Mm -hmm. And we're so, it, it's, it was born into us from the beginning and yes. We are, we spend the rest of our lives trying to find our way back to. Yes, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And, you know, it's the same thing, you know, you and I use the same language, you know, I talk about <clears throat> the inner wise person and the inner healer, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that we all have, that's always there. Yeah. And it's just opening to that. And one of the things that I love about the creative process, especially the painting process is it's a way to access that because it bypasses language, you know? when you're painting, you know, you're painting with color, you're painting with shape, you're painting with image, that's it, you know, uh, there's no words. Yeah. And so that helps people to connect much more uh, kind of- Straight to the emotion. Straight to the emotion, that's right. Straight to yeah. the emotion, straight to the energy, straight to the pure aliveness. And because that's another part of the work that I'm doing is like, how alive do you feel in this moment? Yeah. And that, you know, really teaching people that aliveness is embracing all of it. You know? I'm, I'm hearing this and in my head flashed some images and videos and pictures that I had taken of my own children when they were younger, mm. where they were painting their bodies and just putting the naked painting all over themselves and then painting yeah. our faces. And, and yeah. what strikes me about those moments is the joy that's yes, like the, the, the vitality that vitality. lives in those moments <clears throat> mm -hmm. and yes. how much as we grow up, we dull that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that's really the work that I'm doing that you're doing. I mean, that we're all doing is helping people to take the lid off, you know, <laughs> helping people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and it's that thing like, you know, this is something that, well, there's a story that I like to tell about a woman who, um, she'd come to paint with me. She came to one of my retreats at Ghost Ranch that I used to do a million years ago. And she, she, and she was a very straightforward person. And she said to me, you know, before we got started working together, she said, I just want you to know that I've done a lot of work with a lot of different healers. And I always get to this point where I'm too much. And people are always like, okay, they shut me down. And I was like, okay, great. Thank you for that information. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So then she started painting and she had painted some big penis. She painted this huge penis on her painting, you know, this huge sexual energy. And she looked at me and I said, is that all you got? So, <laughs> and of course she continued to paint with me for like 12 years. I mean, you know, just <laughs> she felt safe. <laughs> she felt safe and she felt invited. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was something that you and I, that you, you'd said something before we started, I think something about permission, you know, yeah. 
And it's that whole permission piece to be as big as you are, to be as alive as you are, to go to whatever edges that you that you have, and to not, like you said, not be dulled down or dumbed down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun, you know, to be in that energy and to have people be in their own energy of their full aliveness and find their edges and keep going beyond them and beyond them. And it's, yeah, it's the best thing ever. It, it strikes me too, how necessary it is in this time in 2020 that we're living in. Yes. That, um, that people can, um, have permission or, or find that permission within themselves to, to be themselves yes. Yes. and to, um, it's funny. I'm, I'm noticing as I'm saying this out loud, there's a dance happening internally inside of me and I just mm -hmm. want to name it. Okay. There's the one part where we should all be allowed to fully express and be ourselves. And there's the end. Also take care of each other. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm just noticing those two pieces absolutely. that yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. you know, right. that collective yeah. energy kind of still is mm -hmm. a part of this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, and that's one of the things, the work that I do is always in circle. The work that I do is always in community. Mm -hmm. And the community piece is so important because it's really where people can, I mean, you know, people can get supported and held by you and you or I individually. And that's really beautiful. And I do that too. But there's something so powerful about coming into a circle, into a community space where everybody is encouraged to be themselves fully. Yeah. And then in that, they're supporting each other. They're caring for each other. They're, they're witnessing each other. They're, they're being inspired by each other. You know? So there's this huge community piece you know, that is essential. Yeah. And there's something really important about being able to experience being as big as you are or being as full as you are or being as alive as you are and having, having that not be scary, having that not be judged, having that not be rejected <clears throat> by your community. And so the community work is just, it's essential to this. I, I'm, I'm imagining that in your experience, it, it has a similar um, effect that it has in my experience. And lately, some of the biggest community work that I'm doing is I'm, I'm leading these relationship boot camps where Ooh, we teach cool. people how to be like in respectful relationships, both with themselves and others. Yes. And uh, what happens is on, on the second day of that, we, we start with a letter that they've all written to themselves, to, mm. to the adaptive version of themselves, the part that Mm -hmm. has done all the work to keep themselves healthy, but isn't necessarily the wisest part and has yes. also gotten in the way. Yes. And as they start to share those letters mm -hmm. collectively in the group, mm -hmm. people who didn't think that they were going to share the letters suddenly want to share their letters. And, and exactly. that is the, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the vulnerability mm -hmm. of, of sharing and showing ourselves invites yes. others to do the same. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Cause you know, one of the things, one of the things that I like to say is the circle can hold it all, you know, yeah. that's something that, you know, and the other thing is that every time, so, and that everybody's work is everybody's work and that, you know, every time somebody takes a courageous creative risk, then it opens the door for everybody else to take that same risk, you know, to be vulnerable in that same way. 
Um, yeah, and so the community piece is, you know, I, I, I mean, I do some individual work with people. I, you know, I definitely, I have a small private practice <clears throat> and I love that work, but you know, where my heart really lies is in the collective community, the collective, yeah. it's yeah. the collective, you know, and this is really what we need, you know, and the other thing that I feel like is happening when we do that community work and that collective work is we're creating a new culture. We are, and that's, and that's so important. So, that's what, yeah, that's so important. That's so important. We're, we're creating a new culture, which is not, it doesn't play by the same rules, you know, as the culture that, the overculture, as Dr. E puts it. Um, I, I'm loving this and I'm loving it for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to break the surface here. But one of the pieces of creating this new culture is that it's a culture that invites this raw being this vulnerability this intimacy and also imperfection is welcome here oh yes Mm -hmm. right yes and that that feels like it's such a big piece I know we talked about how the word perfection kind of was inside of me as we were coming Mm -hmm. to this call um Mm -hmm. I find that this is what holds so many of us back is that we're, stri- we're striving so hard to try mm-hmm. to be perfect, to try to be mm-hmm. seen as, to n- mm-hmm. not let ourselves down. And because of it, mm-hmm. we judge others and we have so far to fall. <clears throat> exactly. That's right. That's right. Well, and it's that whole idea that there is such a thing as <laughs> perfection or imperfection. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, that's really a concept that's a patriarchal concept, you know, um, that there is such a thing that you can achieve or that you can attain, you know, a perfection. And perfection is by its very nature, not real. You know, you, you can't be connected to the, to the, you know, your authentic self and your life force and be perfect at the same time or try to be perfect. And, and the perfect thing is people are always trying, 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 because you can never get there because it's not real. It's not a real thing, you know, but people do put effort and energy into that. And it's the perfection thing is the mask, you know, it's the presentation. It's like, oh, I want people to see me in a certain way because I'm afraid if they see me for who I really am. And they see all the roiling inside of me and all the confusion inside of me and all the, the grief inside of me or the rage inside of me or the, all of the things or the, or the power or the beauty or the joy that they're, I'm going to be rejected, you know, that I won't be able to be part of the collective. And so that, that right there seems to highlight, it's that fear, that fear of rejection. Yes. That that is the drive more so than anything else. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's right. I think that that's really what it is. And so people, when they come into the work, they come into the circle and they're tentative and they're, they're, they're scared and they're putting their little feelers out like, okay, is this going to be, how is this going to be met? You know, will I be rejected for this? You know, it's kind of like that story that I told about the woman with the huge penis painting, <laughs> you know, and her experience had been rejection Yeah. in the past. People would say, okay, wait a minute. You just crossed a line. You're too big. You're too much. You know, I'm, I'm closing the door. And so for her to feel like she was not only re- not rejected, but celebrated is like, you know, kind of a mind fuck in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and 
I think that that's, that's part of the work is that we need those parts of us that feel so wild, that feel imperfect, that we don't know ourselves. Yes. That we're trying to come mm -hmm. into contact with. Yes. Um, the mystery. The mystery. Yes. We need, yes. we need an avenue in mm -hmm. and we need to mm -hmm. feel um, mm -hmm. held as we explore it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Held. And there's a certain guidance around it too, because it's, there is that thing. And you had, um, you had, you had mentioned this earlier when we were talking, the thing about, is this okay? Mm -hmm. You know, am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. And there's some of that, it's like the training wheels thing, you know, yeah. um, you know, it's that thing where somebody will paint something and they'll be like, oh my God, you know, I painted this thing that's really intense or weird or vulnerable or, or I don't understand it. And they'll kind of look to me or to, to look to whoever's facilitating and it's like, is this okay? And so it's that, it's like, yes, mm -hmm. yes, this is great, you know, keep going. Yeah. So that's, that's a necessary part, you know, it's like really holding that younger part of us that really needs that kind of guidance, that kind of permission, you know, the thing that we didn't get. You yeah. know, when we were kids, you know, so yeah. yeah. Are you finding that there's some common threads in regards to what those younger parts need, what they didn't receive? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Can absolutely. you speak to that? Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> one of the things that they need is just to be seen, you know, mm -hmm. to be reflected. Um, you know, because there's a way that people will be like, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of throw something out there and then run away from it, you know? And so one of, part of my job, and I know part of your job too, is to be like, oh, wait a minute. I saw that, you know, yeah. I saw that thing and I, it's okay. And let's talk about that thing. And let's, let's kind of, you know, um, go towards that thing, you know? So it's, it's kind of like the little animal in the woods thing. Like you put your hand out and you're like, okay, it's okay. You can, you can, you can try, you know? So there's, um, there's that seeing, you know, there's playfulness, uh -huh. um, there's gentleness and there's compassion. I mean, I think that's, you know, a big part of it. Um, there's celebration, you know, those parts of us really need to be celebrated and really need to feel like they're being loved. I mean, really when it comes right down to it. Who doesn't need all that? To, to well, be exactly. seen, to play, to feel that there's gentle compassion around us, to be celebrated and loved. Who doesn't, yes. who doesn't need all of that? All of exactly. us need that. Everybody. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's like, this is, the, this is baseline. And, you know, I mean, again, when I do this work and when I talk about this, you know, I can feel some of the tears, you know, coming yeah. up in when you said that. It's that thing about like, we all need this. And it's so simple and it's so basic and, you know, if we could give this to everybody, this world would be a different a, world. It'd be totally a different world. It would be such a different world, you know? <clears throat> and yeah. so if we can meet the mystery of what we don't know within ourselves yes. and within each other with this, mm -hmm. exactly. Right? Like yes. um, mm -hmm. to, to borrow from some of your language, Chris, that to me feels like the creative juice. Yes, it is the creative juice. Absolutely. Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, because that is right. The thing that we're really um, inviting. Yeah. Is really inviting that aliveness, you know. <clears throat> I mean, one of the things I talk about with people is, so, you know, 
one of the things that happens is people get very much in their heads around their painting, you know, and so they, they'll paint something and then they'll start to have all their opinions about it. Like, well, it's a good or it's bad or it's perfect or it's imperfect or I like it or I don't like it or, you know, they'll have a story about it. Like it's very mental. And so then I always say, okay, but if you come down into your body and you feel, was there energy for this? You know, was there emotion for this? You know, how did you, how did you feel? Not what do you think about it? <clears throat> and then that opens the door into the juiciness, you know, into that creative juicy aliveness because that's, and that's going on all the time. It's just that we are trained to ignore it. Mm -hmm. We're trained to ignore it and we're trained to not value it. Right. You know, we're trained to value and pay attention to what we think about things not what's happening in our body and our emotions. And, and we can so quickly, I know I'm speaking mostly just from my own experience as being a human, but we yes. can so quickly be betrayed by our thoughts, whereas our feelings and our bodies mm -hmm. can really hold us um, and, and ground us. In totally, many ways. totally, totally. Yeah, because the, the thoughts are, well, again, so many of the thoughts and kind of going back to the overculture idea or mm -hmm. the assimilation idea, you know, that you've been, you've been touching on or, you know, the ways that we've been conditioned or the ways that we've been trained to fit in, you know, <clears throat> really come like there's this um, tape, this running tape that's always assessing that. Is, does this work? Does this not work? Am I going to get in trouble for this? Do I fit in here? Are people going to like me, you know? And that takes us away from our authentic connection to source, you know, to our own bodies, to our own wisdom. And so that's really what this work is about is really learning how to be grounded in that and trust that, you know, that you can trust that no matter what the overculture has to say. And that's big, big work. Huge work. And it strikes me why it's also so important, why the, the group element of it, the, con the collective element yeah. is the container that holds that work because it's, if we're doing that on our own and with ourselves, it's easy to fall back into the self-judgment. Yes. If we're doing that work with a group of mm -hmm. others who are also pushing themselves to that edge mm -hmm. of going a little deeper into what they don't know, but just following it. Yes. Then it's easier to stay there. Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that whole idea. And I, I love this concept too. You know, when you're, when you're working with a group, when you bring a group of people together to do this work, that there's a field that gets created, this energetic field, you know, and the field has a life of its own. It has an energy of its own. And that field is, you know, the energy of all the things we talk about, of permission, you know, of invitation, of compassion, of love, you know, of excitement, of, of, of adventure, of, uh, you know, exploration, you know, creativity. <clears throat> and so people, that's one of the things that's so powerful about doing this in a group because that field gets created and people are impacted by that, yeah. you know, they're inspired by that. And so they go further than they would on their own for sure, mm -hmm. you know, um, and sometimes even go further than they would even like individual, you know, doing individual work. And again, individual work is really potent and powerful. And I think, you know, it has a very important place, but there's something that happens in that this field. group work. Yeah. That's, it's really, it's what would I call the predictable miracle? you know, that, 
I want you to talk more about that. <laughs> this predictable miracle. Talk. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, there's this thing that happens that, that you can count on. You know, I mean, I never know how it's going to unfold, you know, because every yeah. person is different. Every group is different. But it always happens. You know, people always find their way, you know, to their authentic source and they find that place of joy and that they find that place of expression and they find that place of expansion. Like it's predictable, you know, it's something, again, if you, if you create the right conditions, you create the right container, it feels safe enough. And there's the invitation for courage and bravery, you know, with that safety, the miracle happens, you know, and that miracle of unfolding happens every fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, was for some, maybe it was because of this conversation, but I was in another conversation with someone else and I ended up looking up the etymology of the word courage today. Mm, yes. And core is heart. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So, so that's so much what this calling is back to. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so that leads me to my own curiosity. And I, yes. I'm going to take a little tangent here, but where'd you Go get the it. name, the wild heart queen? <laughs> Where'd that come from? Let us in. <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> well, well, one of the, you know, so my business is called creative juices arts, but then yeah. I call my um, painting classes painting from the wild heart. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, you know, the, so that came first. Um, and one of the things that I do, you know, one of the offerings that I have is I, um, I do this workshop um, that's called the 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 inner the art of wait, the art of inner goddess creation, and it's really about working with archetypes, you know. So I mean, I know goddess has like different kinds of you know people have reactions to that, but it's really working with archetypal energy. And so I take people on a journey, on a creative journey to help them identify what their archetype is. And then from that place, you know, do all kinds of things to create from that place, you know, Mm. and write about it, sing about it, dance about it. Um, We do this whole crown thing with it. I mean, it's just an awesome thing. But I did that with myself first. You know, I did this whole exploration into what was my archetypal energy that I was really here to bring to the world. You know, that was my, my mission, you know, my mission. And it was really that it was, you know, to be to be the, the, you know, that that queen is really that empowered divine feminine, you know, Um, you know, the heart is really about that expansive love. And then the wildness is just that permission to be and who do whatever and create and express however you are. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that's, so that's how that came about. Yeah, I love it. I love it. How, how full circle it is. Yeah. But thank you for asking. I'm, and it, it's that's just who it is. You know, I have some other archetypes too, like the soul huntress is one of my, I have like, she's my major archetype is the wild heart queen, but then I have some minor ones, you know, that also come to play. Uh. <laughs> and so as I'm hearing you talk about this, what the story I make up in my head is that as we get to know ourselves deeper, we all have these archetypes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And that that's part of the, the guidance that you're offering here is that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. these are ways that I've come to know myself. 
Yes, that's right. That's these are right. these are ways that I've come to know the, the wise parts of me that I can count on when I when I need them. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And you know, <clears throat> there's that whole concept of the shadow. You know, um, that people that, that do work of psychology, you know, um, use as a as an idea or concept. And the shadow is those parts of us that we reject, or those parts of us that we have a hard time integrating. Uh, integrating. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the word. Um, and when people think of the shadow, they think of things that are more quote unquote negative or painful or shameful or that kind of thing. But there's also what's called the bright shadow. And the bright shadow is, you know, really that part of us that we don't, we have a hard time integrating, which is our power, which is our beauty, which is our wisdom, which is our, <clears throat> you know, the, the bigness that we are. You know, so the wild heart queen is, you know, that's one of the things that it's like, I'm, I am her because I am her. Um, but I also am her as a, you know, to provide that inspiration for other women, you know, to be able to embrace their, you know, their fullness yeah. uh, in that way. But, but there's a, there's a big shadow piece for women around that, because like when I do that work with women <clears throat> around identifying the archetypes and you know, what I do is I, I put out a different list, like lists of different words, you know, archetypal energies. And then I have people kind of circle, you know, the things mm -hmm. on the list that really resonate with them. And then I'm looking for, I go for the one that makes them the most uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> because that's usually the thing, because it's the, the, the one that's uncomfortable is the one that's in shadow. It's yeah. like, oh, I can't claim that. That's too much. That's too much. That's too big. That's too intense. I could never live up to that. And it's like, no, you, you already are that. <laughs> you, you just have to own it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm struck thinking about a client of mine, um, a few clients of mine, many clients of mine who, um, have had a hard time owning certain parts of themselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, it may be something that is so apparent to me or to their partner and mm -hmm. that they can't witness and see inside of themselves. Yes. That's you know, right. and it can even be something like mm -hmm. kindness. Oh yeah. You know, oh, it doesn't totally. have to be yeah. like something like, you know, you're judgmental and it, it doesn't have to be something that's hard to take in about oneself, but often even Right. something mm -hmm. that others may see like that's a great quality can be really hard for some to take in because it's not part of the message yes of how they learned themselves that's right that's right there's this that's part of the um i mean we had talked earlier we had talked about rejections yeah you know and getting rejected from the outside but then there's this whole inner process of rejection that goes on and you know again one of the processes that i will take people through um is having them make a list of things, you know, that people have said to them that are good things or nice things or things that they can claim about themselves, you know, or well, that they have hard time claiming about themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it is the shadow, you know, and again, this is the patriarchal bullshit piece of this. I mean, there's so much of that, but, you know, the patriarchal mindset is that we are deficient you know, we are not enough, you know, we are always having to feel, um, you know, <clears throat> small, you know, and feel like uh, we just, yeah, that we're just not enough. And so this work 
turns that whole thing on its head. And it can be really challenging, like you said, for people to claim, you know, their goodness, you know, their enoughness, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I know for myself, that's been a journey of, of at, la- at least the last decade, if not longer, to, to reclaim my enoughness. Yes. Um, and it, it is a wild journey because yes. it takes you down a lot of places that um, mm-hmm. you thought you had, you had long left or places mm-hmm. in which um, you really have to confront, like, who taught me that? Where yes. did I learn it? Yes. And, you know, as, as one of my colleagues says, and, and who benefits from me believing that about myself? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, we are those parts of us that are the good parts of us, you know. Um, I mean, again, I don't necessarily like that terminology. Either as in good and bad. bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I think all of us, you know, all parts of yeah. us are really need to be brought into the, into the fold, you know. Yeah. Um, integrated are, as, as a wholeness. Yes. Integrated as a wholeness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, but there are these parts of us that um, are, you know, again, like you said, our kindness or our, our loving nature or our, our brilliance, you know, our gifts you know, the gifts that we have to bring to the world. And sometimes those gifts can be our fierceness, you know, sometimes that your gift is your anger, you know, sometimes your gift is, um, or it could be your wildness, it could be all kinds of things, you know, but yeah, it is that thing. Oh, go ahead. You have something. Yeah, okay. well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just sitting in, in like when, when your gift is your anger, right? And yes. you're so conditioned. Let's just sit yes. with that for a minute. Because I think yes. that's probably a place in the year 2020 yeah. that a lot of people are kind of trying to figure out yes um when your gift is your anger and you don't know how to make sense of that you don't know what to do with it yes right um i i mean i i think that anger is is so needed it's like fuel it's direction it's like an arrow it helps us figure out where we don't Mm -hmm. have boundaries set what kind of boundaries maybe we need to set or what yes. an injustice is that is being done to us or around us that we need yes. to use our voices yes. for. And so mm-hmm. anger really can help. It's necessary. Hugely. It's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's, you right. know, I, I'm just thinking back to 2016 and the archetype of, you know, the, um, the nasty woman. Yes. Right. right. Like, right, right, right. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. It was that same energy. Right. Yeah. That same energy. And yet, Mm-hmm. being like really that message like yeah you could be that but if you're that right like yeah. we'd rather squash you yep well <laughs> it's you're going to be rejected and it's dangerous you know it's i mean you know, for a lot of women it's dangerous to be angry um you know especially if you're in a situation or you've grown up in a situation or you're in the current situation you know with somebody who is violent you know yeah. or abusive and so there's that fear that if you express your anger, that you're going to be met with um, violence. violence and that you're going to be, that it is really dangerous, you know, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's the whole, I mean, this is the whole, this whole other archetype that I'm always working against, which is the good girl, you know, yeah. <clears throat> that whole good girl archetype, which is like, you have to be nice, you have to be quiet. You have to be pleasing. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to upset anybody. You know, 
Um, and that good girl is generally false. I mean, it's again, it's a conditioned piece. And so anger is not part of the good girl archetype. I mean, there's, you know, anger is, I'm going to say what I think, and I'm going to complain if something is is not right. If there's injustice, I'm going to speak up about it. I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to say no. And yeah. And then, you know, as women, we feel like we're going to be ostracized or rejected. I mean, again, it's something in my circles I work with very consciously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I know in the outer world, you know, people still get shut down around that, yeah. you know, around their expression of their anger. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I find it that there's a balancing point in here also. And in, in, as we talk about this, that I'm just kind of feeling into you. And that's that in our circles where we're doing this healing work, it, this stuff is so potent and it is so much a part of just the group consciousness. And yes. as we're having this conversation right now, it's yes. harder to translate. Yes, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know the energy. Mm -hmm. I know you know the energy. I know we both yes. live inside of that energy a lot. And yet yes. to put mm -hmm. it into, it, it's not something that lives inside of words. It's so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, no, I, and, you know, I have spent my entire career, especially, you know, like, like I said, I have a background as a psychotherapist. And then I started um, getting involved with the expressive arts and the intuitive painting process, you know, uh, in 94. So that's like 26 years ago or something, you know. And that's when I started my business, Creative Juice Arts and that whole thing. And I've spent the last 26 years trying to articulate this. <laughs> <laughs> Which you, you know, do beautifully in your blogs and your posts and all, you know. And thank you. Yeah. 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 And I get it, you know. I mean, and, you know, people will, the, my students who really get this work and they're like, oh my God, you know, I'm trying to tell my friends. And and all I can say to them is just, just come and do it. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> at, at a certain point, you know, the words, the words help. The words are a way in, but the words cannot even give you, yeah, it's not the experience by a long shot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The words tell of the experience. They don't help you to have it. Yes, exactly. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like, I, you know, like I have, I, like I said, I've, that's been part of my mission, you know, is to really try to articulate this as best I can. Yeah. And I think I do a pretty good job. I mean, I, 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 I know that. agree yeah. with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can own that. I can own that as one of my gifts. And, you know, I will have people who, um, you know, they'll just come to my website and they'll read what I have to say and they'll, you know, they'll get in touch with me and they say, okay, you know, I want to sign up for this program and I don't even know why but something about your words really called something to me, even though I don't really understand exactly what this is, but the words opened a portal, you yeah. know, it opened enough of a door that they were willing to step in, you know, to the direct experience. Yes. And so it's, it's good from that vantage point, but you're absolutely right. It's not the experience or nowhere near it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's because it's so much of a, wordless experience it, yes. it doesn't live in the in the because words i think are part of and, and i'm i'm no neuroscientist but words to me feel like they're part of part of the conscious brain like they're part of they live up here yes they live in the head and mm -hmm. they live in the head yes my listeners can't see me pointing and the rest <laughs> of the experience that we have yeah is is a full-bodied mm -hmm. experience it's, it's a spiritual yes. experience yes 
and bringing that spirit back in to the body. That's right. That's right. Is not Mm -hmm. one that always can live inside of words. That's right. Exactly. Right, right, right. Because, you know, so much of this work that I do, and I know that you do, is about, you know, connecting, helping people to drop down into their embodiment. Yeah. their embodied experience of it and then to open out into the spiritual experience of it yeah you know so that both things and like you said both of those things are very uh they're in the wordless zone you know and that's why painting works so beautifully or you know any of the expressive arts i mean because like i do you know movement and body work with you know with people that come to work with me um sound you know using sound you know i mean this is something i desperately miss because you know of the whole COVID thing but you know being on retreat and bringing musical instruments and having people drum and having people you know howl and you know really kind of get into their bodies and express you know from that wordless place is so powerful it's just powerful and it's you know is this western culture you know is so disconnected from the body on that level Um, and it's so important to reclaim our connection to that yeah 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 that's a beautiful way to put it to reclaim our connection to that yeah yeah exactly so no so I agree with you I mean I really appreciate you know this opportunity with you today to be able to try to articulate this yeah (laughs) I think we're doing a pretty darn good job don't get me wrong and I'm just kind of trying to Mm -hmm. um share with our listeners that this is like this is like the whipped cream on top. Yes. This isn't like the whole yes. of it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And again, it's, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, and like I was saying, it's, it's an ongoing um, challenge for me, you know, and for you, you know, I mean, this is, you do these podcasts, which is really this, you know, really trying to talk about, you know, these powerful, embodied spiritual experiences you know that cannot be contained with language um but but we have to do it (laughs) you know i mean we have to do it yeah i'm i'm there's another word that's coming up for me right now is as we're talking and it connects back to this predictable miracle and to the wildness and to the unknown and the mystery and it's magic right? Yes. It's, it's like magic. that space mm-hmm. of healing. It's mm-hmm. the, the magic, mm-hmm. not necessarily as in like, I'm going to conjure something, but the no. magic as in mm-hmm. reconnecting. Yes, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, and it, it is magic, you know, and people will say that all the time. And it's kind of this thing that like, as people engage with themselves on this embodied spiritual creative level, you know, and they're painting, or they're moving, or they're, you know, being in circle and being witnessed, and, and things start to shift, and things start to change, and, and it feels like magic to people, you know, it's like, oh my god, like, because it's not linear, it's not like, oh, I did this thing, and that automatically leads to that thing, it's not, you know, a, a linear process. Um, it's like you, you, you do the work, you keep painting, you keep engaging, you keep allowing. And then all of a sudden, you open up into this whole other place and this whole other experience of yourself and something in you feels open and healed. And you don't even, your, your brain is like, 
I have no idea how we got here, you know? And so that's part of the magic of yeah. it. Yeah. And, and that's, it, it's also just, I, I want to just kind of point out, it doesn't matter how we get there. What matters right. is that we've arrived. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Well, it's only, you know, the brain is the only part of us that's like, I have to know the formula. It's like, well, there isn't one. <laughs> so you're just going to have to let go of that. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> it's, it's part of, it's part of the journey. Right. And so, yeah. Um, as we were starting out today, I was saying back decades ago, I used to lead wilderness um, expeditions. Yes. And when I did that, we would often start with, this is where we are and this is where we're aiming to go so that we can be picked up at the end of our course. Yes. And we'll have some water right. stashed in these places, but mm -hmm. we're not really expecting that we're going to know exactly the journey that we're taking. Yes. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, if, if all goes well, we're, we'll arrive around the time that we plan to at the place around where we plan to. Right. Um, right. Mm -hmm. And so for much of this work, the, the place that we plan to arrive is a more healed, more integrated, more wise yes. place within ourselves. Yes. And how we get there is a mix of, of different parts of that journey. That's the unknown. That's the part that we're opening right. ourselves to. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's a, yeah, right. Because everybody's journey is different, you know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's why you can't, uh, there's no map, there's you know, no and map. that's one of the, there's no map. And you know, one of the things that I work with, with people is around, you know, trusting their intuition, you know, what I call the intuition is really, again, it is that wiser part of us that is that directs us to the next thing, you know, but it only gives us the next thing, it doesn't give us the whole map. It just, and this is, and we know we're connected to our intuition because if we feel energy, we feel embodied, <clears throat> we feel the intuition is very sure of itself. You know, it knows exactly what needs to happen next. And in the painting process, it's like, yes, I know red needs to go here right now, yeah. you know? Um, and the mind might be, oh my God, red is horrible. It's gonna mess it up, blah, blah, blah. And the intuition is like, no, I know exactly what needs to happen. But it's a moment to moment experience. Yeah. It's not like the whole thing. And this is where the trust comes in too. I mean, this is another thing that, you know, I'm really working with, with people. Can you trust in your deeper knowing? Can you trust in your intuitive self and follow that and let it lead you wherever it's going to lead you? And it could be, it could look very meandering or it could look like it's not really going anywhere or you know, it can look like a lot of things, but can you continue to trust that? So it's, it's that wilderness thing, you yeah. know, again. Yeah. 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 And it's just really, uh, it's so powerful and so potent when you can really begin to paint that way. But then of course, you know, I always joke around like this isn't really a painting class. It's really about how do you live, you know, but the painting is just a kind of a sneaky way in well the, the painting is a way of experiencing your aliveness and, and bearing witness yes. to it right yes yes that's right that's yeah. right yeah and so that you get a taste for it and yeah. so that you like oh I know what this is I know what this place is I know what this feels like oh and, and I have had people say like oh I, I bring this into my life now it's like and I'll say if my life if this situation or problem or or whatever's happening in my life right now were a painting you know, what would it need right now? What would it need right now? Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 I often think, I think it was the training we did together with Dr. E where she led us through um, uh, 
connecting with our, our older, wiser, 100-year-old self. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a particular question that, that we were asked in there to ask our older selves, our wiser selves, um, like, what would you have me do right now? kind of yes. question, right? Yes. Right. And I, the first time I did that exercise in, in that experience, the answer that I got was that I needed to roll down more hills. <laughs> exactly. But it's that kind of thing, it's right? That it kind makes of thing. no sense. It, it makes, makes no, no sense. sense. It makes no sense, right. Until right. there was a moment like a year ago where all of a sudden mm-hmm. there was a hill in front of me and I just had to roll down it. Right. And at the end of that rolling down that hill, it all made yes. sense. Yes. I exactly. understood oh what God. that lesson had been. And it took me like love a year that. to integrate it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, and this is the thing. Oh, I love that story. That's just such a great story. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful <clears throat> because that's what this is. And you know, that's where the, the, the logical, rational, you know, making sense of things mind you know, is out of its depth when it comes to this kind of thing, because this is the place of magic. This is the place of mythic, kind of a mythic connection, you know. Um, This is a place of, you know, it's like you're connecting, you know, to that wise healer inside of you, you know, like, um, and that wise healer is going to ask you to do things on faith, on trust. It's like, okay, and it, again, in the painting process, it's like, okay, well, you've, you know, you've got a beautiful, or in your own mind, a beautiful painting where you're painting all these flowers and these, it's pinks and pastels. And then the, the intuition is like, okay, bring in a black lightning you know, um, figure in, in the sky. And you're like, oh my God, that's gonna mess up my beautiful painting. And it's like, can you trust that? Can you trust that this is what needs to happen next, even though you don't understand why you don't like it, you know, it's freaking you out. And so it's that same kind of mysterious, you know, like um, promptings, you know, from our wise self, like you rolling down the hill. And, yeah. you know, and this is what we're being asked to trust. Yeah. And uh, it's terrifying and exhilarating, you know, all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and, and um, yeah, the, the exhilaration, the, is I think perhaps the biggest thing that I got from rolling down that hill. Yes, exactly. Right. Well, what did you get? I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I, I got something that was so incredibly topsy turvy Yes. and um, simultaneously, like as jumbled as it made me feel, it also reconnected me to a part of me that has always known that these hills are here for playing. Yes. You know, like that, that yes. there is yes. so much more mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. here in this world for me to taste and to, mm-hmm. to live inside of. And mm-hmm. um, like, yeah. why the heck am I not rolling down more hills? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, um, you know, one of the, you know, archetypes that exists in a lot of different cultures is the trickster archetype. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what that made me think of, you know, the trickster yeah. was saying to you, okay, do this wacky thing that makes no sense to, I mean, it would make sense to your four-year-old self. Totally. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And, and yeah. even to my 12 and 10 year old daughters, it made sense, you of know, course. but to, yeah. to me, no. Right. Right. And so it's like all of those ways of being in the world that are, um, 
you know, we, we get smaller and smaller, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, we fit in, we follow the track, we follow the rules. And then, you know, we wonder why our lives are not rich and, you know, engaging and interesting and fulfilling. <clears throat> you know, we're just not rolling down enough hills. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, and that's the thing. Like, I couldn't hold back the laughter once yes. I started rolling. Great. So the joy really came through. The, oh my it God. was just, yeah. you know, like unlocked it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yes. Um, yes. Yes. yeah, there, there's, yeah. there's medicine in that total medicine it's mm -hmm. that's such a great word it's like total medicine yeah. and that's really when you're when you're engaging with the intuition when you're engaging with a creative process when you're engaging with a mystery when when you're engaging with you know the spiritual energy it's not going to you know it, it's going to call you outside of those conditioned walls yeah because again we're we're, we're in these little cages you know um, what does it mean to be an adult? What does it mean to fit in? What does it mean to be successful? I mean, all these things. We're living inside of judgment and it's, it's making yes. us shrink. It's making us smaller. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Right. Right. Judgment and expectation and, <clears throat> you know, um, the rules, you know, and um, who we, who we are supposed to be, who are, yeah. you know, how we get approval, how we get accepted, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, this work that I'm doing and that you're doing is really helping people to break free of that, you know, I mean, because the other thing too, is that, you know, part of being it, this culture is like, we're really trained to behave, you know, cause that's, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. it, imagine you know, if we all just went around rolling down hills. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but it, but it's that whole thing about, um, what's the word that I'm thinking of? It's not, um, it's, it's tamed and untamed, but there's anyway, something along I'm coming up lines. with contained, uncontained, contained, contained and uncontained. That's a good one too. Yeah, mm. exactly. But domesticated, that's oh, the word perfect. I was looking for. That's the word I was looking for. So we've been domesticated, you know, and be, domesticated beings are more controllable, you know, <clears throat> by the culture at large. And so this they is know the rules, they know the rules and they follow the rules and they don't rock the boat. And so this is where the whole, you know, like we need to shake the world up. The world is getting shaken up, you know, in this huge way. And we need to be able to really go along with that and just be, let things be shaken up, mm -hmm. you know, and to allow ourselves to, you know, break the rules and to break out of those cultural expectations about who we're supposed to be, because all of that stuff is what's killing us, you know, yeah. all of those places. So so this is an exciting time from that vantage point, I think. See, now that's an interesting way to see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it is, right, mm -hmm. exactly, right. Well, because it's that thing, like the change is happening. The, you know, the, uh, the earthquake is happening and it's breaking everything up. And so, you know, I think a lot of people that are suffering around this, um, I mean, and I know there's, there's suffering that happens on a lot of levels and I, you know, I don't want to minimize that at all. Um, but there's some parts of it is when people are trying to hold on to what was yeah. and won't allow the change to happen into what can become. And there's, there's so much potential and possibility here for yeah. all of us, I think. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really aware within my community of, um, 
you know, in terms of holding on to what was, how hard the adjustment um, in these COVID pandemic times has been for a lot of families mm-hmm. with kids not being in school. Yes. You know, yes. in terms yeah. of holding on to what was. And yeah. um, it, it's, it's interesting too, because <clears throat> what I think is really coming forth in this time is we're, we're seeing inequities on so many different levels. Yes, absolutely. That's and right. so there's, a, there's like a exposing of what has always been that yes. hasn't been working. Yes, exactly. That's right. Right. That's exactly and right. so yep. here's an opportunity, not just to shake things up, but mm-hmm. to really maybe mm-hmm. start to figure out what it means to get it right. Exactly. If there is an, exactly. if there even is a right, right. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, what right. would it take for us to do this in a way that's more equitable across? The yes, board? that's right. That's right. Exactly. Well, right. Exactly. You know, I mean, because a lot of what's being shaken up are the systems of injustice. You yeah. know, that we have been all privy to. We've all been complicit with. That's the word that I'm looking for. We've all been complicit in. You know, those systems of injustice. Um, well, and we've been built around them we've been educated by them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so it's, it's what the air we breathe, it's the water we drink. Um, And um, so, yeah, you know, so having that all shaken up, you know, and, and brought to the surface, and this is that whole shadow piece too, you know, it's like really looking at things that are really hard to look at and really painful to look at. And there's a lot of shame, you know, that comes up for people around looking at these these dynamics, these systems, the ways, you know, I know for myself, you know, my, what my own personal journey around this is like really looking at the ways that I have participated mm-hmm. and totally unconsciously, you know, totally from my own conditioning, <clears throat> but now I'm waking up. Yeah. And so there's an opportunity. It's like, oh, wow, this is really, this isn't what I want. You know, I don't want the world to be this way. So I want to participate in the shakeup and, you know, I want more justice in the world, yeah. you know, yeah. as well as all the other things we talked about, love and acceptance and compassion and, you know, um, all of that. So, right. yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, if, if we're really focusing on seeing everyone and being gentle and holding compassion and loving others and collaborating, that we're, we're leaning towards a more just culture. Absolutely. You know, that, that, that is what we're, we're leaning to create. Um, And it comes from this really from, from this deep place of this is what we humans need and not just humans, you know, like we can look back on, on attachment studies and see that this is what monkeys need. And this is what, right. Like it's, this is a, it's a primate kind of experience and maybe not Mm -hmm. even just primates, Mm -hmm. but it's very much an experience of, of being alive. Yeah. Well, and it's also that thing, you know, when you, you talked about the animal thing and it's, you know, it's how we want, how we need to be with each other as humans, but it's also the relationships that we have with the world and the land and the other beings and the other creatures, you know, um, with the trees and with the animals and with the rocks and with the, you know, the rivers as living beings, you know, I mean, that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation, but you know, really important to that. It's hugely important, you know, because again, that's one of the things in this culture that we have been totally trained out of, you know, trained out of being in relationship to the world as alive as it is. Yeah. 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 You know, what strikes me, um, and maybe this is a good place to kind of uh, begin 
the process of wrapping up this conversation. But what strikes me is um, we've been talking about patriarchy and the overculture and the ways in which um, we've been taught that we're deficient. Yes. And so mm -hmm. much of this has this uh, feeling of the ones in power trying to stay in power. Yes, absolutely. Right? That's right. That's right. And so if yep. we really mm -hmm. allow for our full expression of who we are, Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Whether we're yes. talking in a smaller unit, like a family unit, or mm -hmm. we're talking in a larger global unit. Yes. Um, if we really are fully accepting of who we are and of a, an end of each other, then what does that mean for this world? It really does yes. shake up the balance. It shakes up the balance. And <clears throat> I mean, that's part of the, um, what was the word that you just said? That's part of the um well the, the patriarchal conditioning you know the, the not enoughness the yeah. not enoughness piece of it you know and part of the not enoughness is that we don't have power you know we're not allowed to be powerful or that we are that we feel like we we're powerless um and that we can't impact you know the situations that we're in and if we believe that then we're going to act in that way mm -hmm. But if we're really connected and we're really supported in being connected to our true gifts and our true power, including our rage and our ability to set boundaries and to say what we want and to say no and to, you know, um, paint those big penis paintings if we need to, you know, I mean, it does shake up the, the culture at large, you know, yeah. because then we are moving into these positions where we can say, no, I do not want that. And I really, I'm going to, I'm going to fight you know, to change that, you know, that imbalance. Um, and yeah, that's where, that's the potential I think that we have right now. Oh, Chris, thank you so much. This has been, mm -hmm. I, I think this has really been a magical conversation and I thank mm -hmm. you for joining me in it. Oh, thank you, um, Rebecca. This has just been so beautiful the way that we have come together and woven, you know, this beautiful expression together today. I'm so pleased and touched and and um very grateful just very grateful as am i mm. will you please let our listeners know one more time where they can find you yes so i have a website my website is creative juices arts you know so um creativejuicesarts.com <clears throat> and if you go there you can find you know i have all kind of blog posts and you know, different offerings. There's a newsletter that you can sign up for, you know, I send out on a semi-regular basis where, you know, I, uh, my musings about creativity and life and, you know, love and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I'd love to have you as part of my community. So thank you. Yeah. 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 And I'm looking forward to taking one of your classes in the near future. I hope that other folks will take a look at what your offerings are and mm -hmm. partake as well. Thank mm -hmm. you again for joining us, Chris. Thank you, Rebecca. This was real magical. I hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll check out my upcoming offerings for 2021 at connectfulness.com slash offerings. And before you go, I have one more special announcement. My colleagues, Jules Shore and Victoria Issa and I, we are starting a new podcast. It's called Why Does My Partner or Why Doesn't My Partner? And in order for us to do this really well, we need your help. 
in the form of questions. And so if you go over to the whydoesmypartner.com website, you can send us an audio recording of your questions right there, or you can write one in. We would love for your input. So hop on over to whydoesmypartner.com. And if you want to support the ongoing production of this podcast, the best way that you can do that is to simply subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform, and then share it with folks. Let them know what you liked and why you liked it. I would greatly appreciate that. I want to express my deep gratitude for Sarah and Chris Farris, the musicians behind the beautiful soundtrack for the Connectfulness Practice podcast. They recorded and mixed the soundtrack at Kidney Stone Studio. This podcast is produced by me, Rebecca Wong, and copyrighted by Connectfulness Counseling. Until our next episode, take care, stay healthy, be well. Our next live workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, will be held online from September 22nd to 24th, 2023. If you want to get closer and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments, this is the workshop for you. Sign up at whydoesmypartner.com events.